FM News Talk 97.1 Podcast. Hello and welcome to Aaron Tarlow's Karaoke hey. Hour. Hey. <laughs> no, it's Second Amendment Radio on FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo here with my partner Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory, also producer Chad Ellison, studio, of course. Uh, great to see you guys. Uh, yeah. Aaron, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am well. Can you tell us what is happening at Southern Armory these days? Yeah, I could. <laughs> I mean, what do you want to know? I want to know all the great things happening at that store. And All right. So uh, we still have the buy one, get one class. Yeah. That, that's going to run through uh, Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. So that'll be, you know, you got, you got a little buy bit one, of time. Buy one, get one, CCW half classes yeah. and the defensive pistol class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so great. you buy one, get one half off. So that's a that's a great savings for you. We've had a lot of people coming in, taking advantage of that. Mm-hmm. We were just going to run it through January, or the end of January, and then you know, we were like, you know, let's let's do this through Valentine's Day and get get some of these couples. Because you guys here. are givers. We we like our customers. Mm-hmm. So uh, been doing some. We've had some used guns coming in and out like crazy. So uh, the most recent ones that came in were some Glocks. These were like barely used. Like when I looked at them, I was like, dude, did this guy even shoot them? And then they have like the Glock night sights and all this other stuff on there. So phenomenal price. I mean, you're probably talking if you wanted to. Buy that gun brand new, you'd be probably over six hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to say they're around five. Wow! So easy, easy hundred dollars savings. No kidding uh, for a gun that didn't even look like it had been used. And, right? You know, I do some gunsmithing in Armin. I did mm-hmm. the Glock class, Smith and Wesson class, and mm-hmm. AR class and stuff. So, um, speaking of gunsmithing, yes, uh, I had a customer bring in a Smith and Wesson M and P. And, uh, you know, with and he bought a trigger kit from us because we sell Apex trigger kits. And I was like, oh, yeah, we can throw it in for you. So we're putting it in and, like, sitting there like, man, these pins are super tight, you know, and get everything back together. It took me forever to get the pins back in. And then I start doing the safety check on it. And everything safety works out. But the uh, slide catch that holds the slide open on the last round mm-hmm. doesn't work. So I'm, like, you know, flipping it. I take the slide off and then. You know, it's just weird. And then the magazine's not falling out. And I'm like, I think this this frame's out of spec. So I call up Smith & Wesson and tell them what's going on. And, you know, of course, they want to blame the trigger, aftermarket trigger. And yeah. aftermarket trigger's like, no. You know, that, you know and it was just funny because it was just springs. You know, everything else was right. internally, internally still Smith, just, you know, minus a few springs. So I call up Smith & Wesson again. And I'm like, no, nah, you know, this is just a spring kit. You know, the magazine should fall out, and it should be a drop-free magazine. So uh, we got a hold of my regional rep for the guy, and my regional rep's like, yeah, this is the guy that did the armor's class for us. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it was a good catch. And uh, so the guy's gun's going back to Smith uh, to get to get some warranty stuff done to see if they can figure out. The, I told him they're probably just going to end up replacing the whole gun for right, the guy. Right, right, so which I'm a, sure he's fine with. Oh, yeah, he was thrilled. He was like, you know, most people probably just would have thrown that trigger kit in and just given it back to me and not. Gone and, and done that's all a the true safety. statement, don't yeah. you think? I told him, I said, yeah, that's probably a, a very true statement. Um, you know, I was like, but, you know, I'm a Smith & Wesson trained armor, and, you know, if it's coming in here, it's going to leave, and I'm going to use that safety checklist, and the stuff that's supposed to work is going to work. Right. Whether i got to sit there and figure it out or send it back to Smith & Wesson. So that customer's thrilled. He goes, what do you drink? And I was like, bourbon and and Budweiser. And he was like, <laughs> all right. Together? <laughs> yeah, so he's uh. I guess he's going to bring me some beer or, 
That's cool. A bottle of bourbon or something. I thought that was pretty funny. He's like, I'm I'm coming to you guys for everything now. I'm like, we we definitely appreciate that. We definitely right. appreciate that. So it's kind of a neat neat thing on the uh, on that side. I was gonna live stream it. I'm kind of glad I didn't because I was sitting there like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> I was using some other choice words, but you know, I was like, nothing's adding up with this gun. Like, is this gun like super new? And uh, when I talked to him, he's like, no, it's been you know definitely beyond the break in period. And I was like, Mm-mm, this should none of this stuff should be this tight. Right, it was weird. So, but it can be at the beginning. Uh, the pens can be. Yeah. Yeah, the pens can be, but the magazine not falling out and the slide, uh, lock, uh, not, not, you know, staying open. Yeah. It was just weird. The whole thing was just weird. So, but I'm glad, uh, and the customer's like, that's my carry gun. And I'm like, oh yeah, let's get this fixed. Yeah. No kidding. Like, let's get this fixed. I was having to pull the magazines out, you know, on a drop free magazine, which is a great feature on a carry gun. You press the magazine release, and the magazine will fall out. If you take our advanced pistol classes, we're teaching you to drop that magazine free as you are getting out your spare. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're saving time there. So that magazine is coming out essentially as you're inserting the, mm-hmm. the new one. Um, some people will, you know, turn the gun um, parallel to the to the earth. Mm-hmm. You know. And then press the magazine release. Some people and would just say, "Hold pull. the gun sideways." Yeah, let's hold. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> hold the gun sideways instead you know. of turn the gun parallel to I'm the sorry. earth. I'm sorry. <laughs> stupid, stupid geometry, trigonometry, <laughs> calculus. Um, you know, so yeah, they turn it. You know, they turn it sideways to the earth, and then yes. press the magazine release, and then they pull the magazine out. Mm-hmm. You know themselves. So a lot of people don't realize that drop free magazine is is a great feature to speed up your reloads, especially yeah. in a self defense situation. Yeah, you know. Yeah. You can be literally dropping the magazine as you're getting out your new one to insert it. So, right. Great feature. Um, and if you're in the market for a concealed carry But are you letting that magazine just fall oh, to yeah, the ground? Absolutely. So and that's, that's not going to da- – that's that's nope. nothing to worry about? No, it's nothing to worry about because, it's, A, it's an unloaded magazine, right? So there, or maybe there's one or two rounds in it. Um, so w- let's talk about that. That's a good That's a good question. Mm-hmm. So the magazines are either metal or, po- metal or polymer. They can fall the – Four feet, five feet, you know, mm-hmm. let's say you're really, really tall, you're seven foot, let's say they could fall that six foot mm-hmm. uh, to the ground, not going to damage them. Maybe get a little dirt or debris, just brush them off. Right. Part of your magazine maintenance should be take the uh, butt plate off and very carefully remove it because there's a spring under tension, you know, so I always take my thumb and kind of put it over and slide it off, and then my thumb captures the spring, and then I let the spring out slowly. Otherwise, you know, you need to treat it like a uh, champagne bottle. You know, where you're, you play, we would always, at my mom's house, we'd like, I'd go outside and like, you know, pop it off, mm-hmm. you know, so that way it didn't damage anything in the house. You never put your face in front of it. You know, so treat it like a loaded gun or a champagne bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some people wear safety glasses. Safety glasses are never a bad idea. I use them when I clean all the time just because, you know, you don't want that stuff in your eyes. But springs too, you know, sometimes springs fly. So, you know, but, uh, and then take it out and then take your brush and, you know, brush in there. Because it's going to get, you know, some debris in there. Uh, the firing of the gun will push carbon mm-hmm. back in, and then ammo is not that clean. For those mm-hmm. of you that have loaded, you know, 500 rounds at once, you look down at your fingers, you're like, man, my fingers are really dirty. Mm-hmm. It's a true story. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, clean them. But it's not something that needs, needs to be cleaned. Like, oh, I just shot my gun. I need to go clean it. It's, right. not, it's not an every time thing. Right. You know? it's. A, I could just see a situation where somebody... You know, if they have a, a a new gun or they have a gun that they really take good care of, that they would think, well, I'm not going to let this magazine just fall on the ground. Yeah, like, it's fine. Yeah. All right, so now that brings up, so I tell people in the CCW classes, let the magazine, how much is your life worth? Right. 
right? <laughs> and they're like, uh, and I'm like, is it worth a $30 magazine? And some of them go, well, yeah. And I'm like, really? So you'd rather like, you know, grab that magazine and put it in a pocket, right? grab a new so mag and yeah. put it in so it doesn't hit the ground, but that takes you five seconds to accomplish. Meanwhile, the bad guy's shooting at you. They're like, oh, no, I'd let that stupid magazine hit the ground. It's like, right, right, right. So your life's not worth $30. Your life is worth, yeah. you know, way more. Even more. if we get into the Sig mags, like I'm carrying a Sig 229 today. Oh, it's a phenomenal firearm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's like a 45 or a $50 magazine. Mm-hmm. It'll hit the ground. Sure. I don't care. <laughs> it's fine. It is fine. And the people are like, well, do I do I reach down and pick it up? I was like, no, you know, I would I would leave it. Yeah. And and for a few for a few reasons. Um A, it kind of marks where you were at. So mm-hmm. after the police come they go, "Where are you at?" I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Cuz you, you're really you're probably not going to know. Right. You know? Um or you're going to go and buy the white car and there was like three white cars, you know? Yeah. So that magazine, those empty pieces of brass all kind of tell where you were, mm-hmm. how much you fired, where you were, where you were firing, etc. Um but the more important part uh, the more important point that I make is the cops will give you that empty magazine back once the investigation is complete. Right. 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 So your gun's going to be evidence. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so's the magazine, so's all the brass. Right. So if you really want to be thrifty and you reload, be like, can I, can I get that brass back? Because, I mean, that's nickel-coated. You know, that's some good <laughs> brass. I need to reload those. Um, but, you know, they're going to give you your magazine back, too. Right. So don't worry about the magazine. Worry about your life. Yeah. That's Aaron's... Uh, professional advice. <laughs> Aaron's <laughs> advice of the day. Yeah. That's uh, probably, it's advice that sometimes I think needs to be given. Yeah. Because I, I, I see it at the range where, you know, we just tell them to drop the magazine, they drop the magazine, and they follow it down, you know? And mm-hmm. it's like, no, no, just just let it drop. Discard keep, it. Keep your eyes on that target, because yeah. that's the bad guy. That's what you need right. to be watching. Right, Um. So how I shoot is a little bit different. I don't wait for the gun necessarily to run out. I know in my mind I shoot between seven and eight rounds a second, depending on what gun it is, whether it's my 1911 or my Glock. I'm pretty quick with those. And uh, so I know that I some of my guns hold 15, 16 rounds. So after about two seconds of shooting, I just do an arbitrary mag change. Hmm. It, it, maybe it's locked back. Maybe it's not. You know, maybe the round in the chamber is the last one. Mm-hmm. You, maybe there's one round left in the magazine. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm just going to change it. And there's no danger of that. Live no. round hitting the ground whenever no. the magazine falls. No. No. It, and if it does, it's a freak accident. Yeah. You know, like, you know, seriously. You know, I've never never heard of it. Yeah. Now, I mean, I've heard of cartridges, right? That's the complete piece of ammunition. Cartridge is yeah. the case, the primer, the powder, and the projectile going off outside. But generally that's been um, after you've pressed the trigger and then uh, it was a uh, delayed reaction or hang fire, mm-hmm. but they eject the round out too quick, and it's just kind of fizzling off, and then it, it goes off outside. Ah. Uh, so you hang, that's what a hang fire is. So there's there's a few types of malfunctions that go on. You, you're actually going to do a CCW class with us. That's right. Uh, we were talking about that. Uh-huh. Uh, so you will learn that uh, in the class, but there's squib loads, which are underpowered loads. Sometimes those will get caught in your barrel, so if it sounds like a— like for like a duck fart is one of my one of my buddies. It's like a farting in a can. It doesn't sound right, you know. <laughs> it's like, yeah. If it sounds if it doesn't sound right, it doesn't feel right. Didn't look right, you know. What the, the normal flash? Then you need to take your magazine out of your gun, right? Slide back and look down the barrel, and make sure there's nothing in there, right? Mm-hmm. It it it's a stitch in time saves nine because if you if you just go ah, eh, it's probably nothing, and you press the trigger again, you blow up the gun. 
hurt yourself, right? Hurt the guy next to you, a girl next to you. So uh, you know, when in doubt, if something didn't feel right, look right, um, you know, check it, mm-hmm. sound right, ch- check it. Mm-hmm. You know, use your senses. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for a newer shooter, I mean, it takes some time to to kind of develop that. But you should notice the reduced recoil. That's that's a that's a tall tale sign of a scope mm-hmm. load. Uh, next one, you got the hang fire, which is you you press the trigger, it goes click, and you're like, it didn't go off. So what you, do is you you hold it down range mm-hmm. and you wait. Um, it's like a it's like a when if you've ever been doing fireworks. Well, I was gonna say yeah, it's like a firework. And the know. and the. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, <laughs> what's the what's the the wick? The fuse, yeah. the fuse is gone, and then the thing doesn't go off. Yeah, you don't walk over it and stick your head above it and go like, "What's going on here?" You right. wait. Yeah, you wait. And sometimes, like four or five seconds later, it'll go. It'll go. Yeah, and that's the same thing with the hang fire. Yeah, you know, you, you click the trigger, and you're like, "Huh," and we tell you to wait, you know, thirty seconds to a minute, mm-hmm. and then, and then sometimes it'll go bang, sometimes it won't. Um, but if it doesn't go bang, you can eject it. Yeah. You know, some guns are what we call restrike capable. Uh, like my, my 229 is restrike capable, right? So I press the trigger once it doesn't go bang, I can press the trigger again and the hammer will, will fall each time I press the trigger. Hmm. Um, some of your striker fires are like that too. And restriking it, it's like a statistic, like 85 or 90% of the time it's going to go off. Hmm. Um, so at that point, you know, great. Um, if you shoot a lot of 22s, you're pretty familiar with the click no bang, depending mm-hmm. on what ammo you shoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, 22s, that primer is uh, goes into the rim, and then you know as it gets bundled around or uh, jumbled around on on shipping, and then you know, you getting it going through the manufacturing process. Sometimes that primer falls out of that rim, and that spot just happens to be the spot where your your gun hit it. So I know a lot of guys that'll just take that 22 and load it in. Um, differently so the prior for the firing pin hits a different spot on the rim and it goes off mm-hmm. so same same kind of theory yeah like 85 90 percent of the time it's going to go off if it's very strike capable otherwise just eject it and then there's a process for deactivating ammo so if you kind of have your own home range uh where you go out in your backyard and you shoot or if you uh go to one of the unmanned ranges um you know like little indian creek is one um we've got some safety tips if you're going to go to an unmanned range that's uh, probably a show for another time or come into the shop if you go to an unmanned range and talk to us. Um, but uh, WD-40, don't use it to clean your firearm because it's used to deactivate ammunition. So mm. if you clean your gun with WD-40 and all of a sudden you start having all these malfunctions with your ammunition, it's because the WD-40 because you did it, yeah. Yeah, not deactivating your ammunition. Mm-hmm. So uh, kind of like a little pro tip, but WD-40, put it in a can, spray it, and it instantly deactivates it. That's what we do at the shop. When somebody comes in with a round stuck in the chamber and they go, I think it's hot. Mm-hmm. We take WD-40 and put it down your barrel into your chamber and it mm. soaks into that that cartridge and deactivates it. And then it's safe for me to go yeah. and, and work on. Now, the, the, the bad part about this is is now you got to pay for a detailed cleaning. Yeah, now you got to clean it, right. You know, and some people are like, I'll clean it myself. It's like, no, you should probably let me do it because I've got the ultrasonic cleaner. I can break it down all the way to its components right. and use a degreaser, stripper. Um, and people don't realize with WD forty, even if you're just even if you're using it like on how on like a sliding door or something, yeah. you know, like for typical lubrication, just housework. If you use it, it it'll turn it'll start to gum up. It's yeah. the, it'll it's it works great at first, but if you use too much of it, it'll start to gum up and it'll start to and you've got, yeah, and you got to and you've got to clean it out. And if you're yeah. spraying that in your gun, it's going to do the same thing. Yeah, got to be cleaned out. 
And it's a penetrating oil, so it likes to stay in pores and, mm-hmm. and get in. That's why we use it. Mm-hmm. And brass is a porous, uh, porous uh, metal. metal. Yeah. So it's you mentioned my um, you mentioned uh, me taking classes, and it was la- this last week we were all together for a family dinner, and my mom was there, and my wife, and we're all talking, and uh, my mom listens to this show a lot. Awesome. And, yeah. Thanks, mom. And right. And my mom listened. She said, uh, she said to me, you know, I never thought I'd say this, but I, I think I want to have a gun. And she's just never been that person comfortable with having a gun. She's not yeah. anti gun. Right. You know, yeah, my yeah. dad, my dad had guns and, you know, but she was just never the person like, I don't want to right. hold it. I don't want to deal. I don't want to, you know, they, I'm intimidated by them. Right. And now, you know. My dad's gone, and she's, I think, thinking, like, you know, I think I want to have a, a gun in the house that's my gun. She's like, I can't believe that I, I feel that way. And my wife said the same thing, like, you know what? I do, too, and I can't believe I – how often – we only we got to do this one quick, but just right. how, how how often is that the case with people that come in and take classes with you? Do you hear, pretty, like – Pretty often. I never thought that I'd be a person that would right. want a gun, but now I do. So they either have that moment of clarity, like we talked about with your wife, mm-hmm. shooting the Nerf gun. You know, yeah. I thought it was going to be like, oh, yeah. this is going to be a great story. You know? <laughs> but it was good. It was still a good story. Um, but uh, it happens. It does. It, people go, there's been a lot of crime in my neighborhood. I think I need a gun to, pro- gun to protect myself. A friend of mine had this incident, and it was a real eye-awakening experience for me. Right. Uh, sometimes we get people that come in, they're like, I just walk a lot. Can I get pepper spray? You know, and then they get pepper spray, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really what you feel comfortable with. And, uh, you know, we talk about, like, in the CCW class, like, carrying a gun is a big responsibility. You know, and I say, you know, if you're going to get involved in an altercation and you're carrying a gun, who's got possession of the gun? Mm-hmm. You know, who's got possession of it? If it's on you yeah. and you get in an altercation, who's got, who, who, who has possession of that gun? I do if it's on me, right? Well, you know, both of you could. Oh, okay. You know, because that person that's attacking you could... Mm-hmm could get that gun away from you, mm-hmm. too. So we always teach, like, create distance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then we use some case examples, you know, like one, you know, State of Florida versus George Zimmerman. Yeah. This was one of the cases we talk about. Sure. Um, we talk about the guy out in Lake St. Louis that was shooting at his his own car as it sped away as the guy robbed him. We talk about a guy in North mm. County that shot some kids breaking in his car. Mm-hmm. You know, so we've got a lot of cases that we talk about, some local, some yeah. you know, more on the national level. But... uh the class is a great class because we talk about these things. We talk about a Kansas City homeowner who had somebody kick in his door trying to get in, mm-hmm. you know, and how he killed him, you mm-hmm. know, and, and kind of what happened in those cases. Yeah. Um, so it's it's interesting. Um, we talk about a guy in Arizona who was out riding bikes with his wife and kid, and um, the neighbors came across the street and threw a cigarette in his eyes, lit cigarette in his, in his face, and it got in his eyes, mm. and then tried to break a, a wine bottle over his head, and he shot two of the three. Wow. You know, yeah. and, and what happened to him? Um, you know, that was Hickey, Arizona versus Hickey, mm-hmm. um, off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, Arizona versus Hickey. Well, so, and right now, if you want to take a class with your spouse or, you know, a, a sibling or a friend, it's buy one, get one half right. off. Yeah, Bring it and, all around. And we've had, and it's funny, we've had people come from, that have taken the CCW classes elsewhere, and they come to our class, and they're like, I should have come here first. Uh, you know, because we, we've just got a ton more information, yeah. and, and we really break down the laws into, uh, you know, instead of, you know, sideways to the ground, you know, we say sideways instead yes. of parallel. You know, sorry. <laughs> parallel to the there. earth. Yeah. All right, we got to take a break. Uh, uh, we've got some stories we want to get to. Our friend Alex Salzman is going to be joining us later on in the show from the uh, Missouri Firearms Coalition. Um, but before we take this break, 
uh, website, social media. Yeah, so uh, we're located one mile east, uh, 270 and 44 at 9901 Watson Road. And uh, southernarmory.com? That's southernarmory.com. That's southernarmory.com. And then you can get on Facebook and find us at Southern Armory and Second Amendment Radio. That's right. And if you send us a message, I think we got the icon turned on, like a four-minute response rate. And then if you want want to call the shop, uh, 314-965-GUNS. That's 965-4867. That's great. That's easy to remember. Yeah. Uh, Ryan failed last week, by the way, on the website (laughs) thing. And... um, when you were setting that whole thing up, I saw Chad turn on his mic and pull it close. He was ready. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Chad yeah. was off last week. <laughs> yeah, he, he hasn't was. missed a beat. All right, we got to take a break. Don't go anywhere. More Second Amendment Radio next on FM News Talk 97.1. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio, FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo and Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory, in studio with you as we bring you this fine program every week. Don't forget... You can uh, follow Southern Armory on Facebook, and you can follow Second Amendment Radio on Facebook. So go and like both of those pages, um, because they are both a wealth of information and great follows. So Southern Armory on Facebook and Second Amendment Radio on Facebook. Oh, it looked like you had something to say. No. <laughs> uh, look, I was like, this guy's doing a good plug. I don't yeah, have to you. work here. <laughs> Uh, what, uh, what, uh, what story, I, I kind of wanted to talk about this, this, uh, the story that you and I talked about a little bit, um, this week off the air and, um, uh, the, you sent me the article earlier this yeah. week. Um, I never like to see bipartisan gun control, gun control and, and, and this, uh, this article says new bipartisan gun grab built on lies. Can you talk about this? Um, what happened? Uh, uh, this this week and what law we're talking about here? Right. So uh, this will be posted actually up on the uh, the Southern Armories, uh, and I'm gonna go ahead and and post it on Second Amendment Radio too. But uh, basically, uh, what they're gonna do here is, oh man, I'm trying to get it to load. Mm. Yeah, this is this is bad planning. That's all right. Um. The introduction of bi- of of the bipartisan background checks bill, yes, in the uh, House earlier this week, marks critical, yeah, go yeah ahead. marks a critical first step towards strengthening Americans' gun law and making our country a better place to live, work, study, worship, and play. According to Gabby Giffords, we all know who she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you anyway, uh, that was on a Tuesday press release. Um, there's two lies that they they're they're trying to kind of uh, perpetrate here is that you know guns cause crime. And then if you kind of go down through the article a little bit further, um, they talk about the uh, – let's see here. Let me find it. They talk about how they want to make uh, basically every handgun. Um, Their ultimate goal is total control of handguns in yes. the United States. You got it. Go ahead and read that part. And then I yeah. got another one I just want to I want to pick up on too because this is a really long article to kind of get through in this uh, – in this, but this go ahead. Is a, yeah, so this is an old talking point that's been around for a long time. Um, I don't even know who this quote is attributed to. It might be Gabby Giffords re- recycling it, but yeah, yeah. it says, we're going to have to take one step at a time, and the first step is necessarily, given the most political realities, going to be very modest. We'll have to start working again to strengthen that law and then again to strengthen the, strengthen the next law and maybe again and again. Right. Right so now, though, we'd be inch. satisfied, yeah, not with half a loaf but with a slice. Our ultimate goal, total control of handguns in the United States, is going to take time. The first problem 
is to slow down the number of handguns being produced and sold in this country. The second problem is to get handguns registered. The final problem is to make possession of all handguns and all handgun ammunition, except for the military, police, licensed security guards, licensed sporting clubs, and licensed gun collectors, totally illegal. Right. So that means that coming after the, the ammo. Yeah, the ultimate goal is to and the guns. Yeah. Uh, is to make the the guns and the ammo to be held by average joe in your house illegal illegal yeah so it's kind of like great britain um if you get down on the uh, article a little bit more they have marco rubio's proposed red flag bill um they talk about that enabling uh future confiscations etc uh so like that's another step that we're going to take so uh, i got news for you guys they coming for your guns right the, i mean i'm i'm shocked absolutely yeah. just uh dumbfounded um, they've already done it with the bump stocks. The article talks about that, and the bump stock ban goes into effect here in March. Yeah. Uh, end of March. I want to say it's the 26th. Yeah. That but, I is, mean, it's essentially already in effect because nobody, you can't buy them anymore. You can't buy them. Can't, they yeah. can't produce them. Yeah. Um, and you have to destroy them. So I'm actually, uh, yeah, they talk about you have to crush it or whatever. So we're working on a little promo at the store. Um. So stay stay tuned to that because the details the details are coming. Okay, um, sounds fun. It's gonna be it's gonna be <laughs> awesome if you've got a bump stock. Hopefully we get a we get a few people um, because you can crush them. So uh, I was thinking, you know, Missouri's the home of the Bigfoot, you know, like the monster <laughs> truck. Yeah. So maybe we crush them, and then if you crush it, we give you a discount on buying something, a new stock. There you go. Because you're gonna need a new one if you you crush your mom's stock, right? So, <laughs> uh, but just a, just an idea. Yeah, you know, I like um, it. So that that is details are getting worked out. Yeah, but that's your that's your hint. Yeah, we'll keep you an know. eye. Yeah, don't 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 cut it up. Come crush it because it's gonna be <laughs> bring a southern armory and be, have a little fun. Yeah, it's gonna be a little bit more fun. That's um, awesome. So we're gonna we're we're gonna figure that all out, but. Um, to say the least, yeah, but but you know, I'm with you. I'm shocked that, and and I've and I've really learned this over the last couple of months from you and from uh, people like Alex, uh, Alex Salzman, who will be in with us or on the phone with us yeah. uh, in the next segment. Uh, Alex, of course, from the Missouri uh, Firearms Coalition, and she has uh, been part of the show a whole bunch. I've learned from you guys though that there are plenty of Republicans out there that either go along with. A lot of these laws and regulations and gun grabs, if you will, yeah, or they don't either they go along with them or they don't care enough to stop them, or they are actually helping write the legislation and right. I thought it was a, pretty much a strictly a liberal Democrat thing, but unfortunately, it appears that there's a lot of Republicans across the country I think that's the right term, yeah, that are on the side of um a lot of these gun grab right. laws. And it's just amazing. It's amazing. You know, I thought Marco was different. <laughs> thought I knew you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know you anymore. So so what do we how do we uh how do we combat that? How do you how does the average you know, person I mean I, support organizations like Right. It's Missouri, uh, Missouri it's, Firearms Coalition. It's got to be a bunch of lobbying and it's got to be the um Willingness to to find somebody to get in there and take their their spot, but you know Marco's from Florida, and Florida has passed a lot of gun control yeah. legislation uh, since the Parkland shooting. Yeah, 
And, uh, you know, I just don't know. I just, I'm just, just dumbfounded. Yeah. You know, I never thought I'd see like Colorado, which is like literally a sportsman's paradise, start passing gun control either. Right. So it just seems that, you know, maybe this is, this is the trend. I don't know. I'm hoping Trump won't sign it. Well, there's all these, but, you know, lawmakers on both sides always trumpet the Constitution. I mean, true. they interpret it their own way. True. And use it, try to use it against each other. But the Second Amendment is pretty plainly written. And it shall not be infringed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how do they, how do you rectify... Let's get all the gun. Our ultimate goal is to take away, is to make handguns and ammunition illegal and the Second Amendment. I, if that ain't infringement. <laughs> so I, what are they? I don't know. Are they what saying, it is. look, we're just talking, you can have a rifle and that's it? Is that what they want? And well, because won't they just come after the rifle? If they, if they are ultimately successful and they're able to take away every handgun right. in the United States, do you think that they would really just stop? Or no. would they go after the, it's gonna be Great Britain. the Great, shotguns yeah. and rifles? And- you got it. And if they go, well, you know, our founding fathers didn't have handguns, I would tell them they are F-O-S. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that on here or not. You can say the letters. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, but they had, you know, back in the day, they had shotguns, they had rifles, they had handguns. Yeah. This technology is, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a projectile. And if they could have had. It's a powder you know, it's a spark. All right. And if they could have had the technology that we have today. Oh, yeah. They would, they have, would still, have had it. They would have still said it. And it wouldn't have it. changed the way they wrote nope. that amendment or the Constitution. And or... I can tell you why. Because the average citizen had the same rifle the standing army had. Yeah. B- back then. Yeah. Right. right? Because the, the, there wasn't very many options. And so everybody yeah. had the same. The army had the same Gun, the same yep. rifle, musket, whatever. Yep, they were using the same. The farmers, pow- they were did. using the same powder. Yeah, they were using the same projectiles. So you know, if they really wanted to regulate it back then, they could have said, "All right, well, no average citizen can have any caliber rifle over this." Mm-hmm. They could have done it then, and they didn't. They could have said, "Average citizens cannot have handguns. We can't have rifles. They can only have a shotgun." Yeah. They could have done it then. Yeah. And they didn't. And they didn't do it. For a reason. Yeah. Because they didn't believe in it. Yeah. They they believe that you should be able to defend yourself and your family just the same as the government could protect uh the country. Mm-hmm. You know. So I'm just uh dumbfounded and baffled. <laughs> and uh I, I really am. I just don't see it it can't be any they had health care back then too. They didn't make it a universal, universal thing. <laughs> Just throwing it out there, All right. you know. Uh, so a lot of these things that That's a different show, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe Tobler show, um, which is on earlier today. Yeah. So with with all that being said, um, <laughs> you know, I I just I'm just 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 absolutely dumbfounded that they would even consider it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm and I'm a I'm a very strict constitutionalist libertarian. You know, you don't interfere with me, and I'm not going to interfere with you. I'm going to go about my life and live it the way I think it should be lived. And as long as you don't try to do anything to inter- interrupt that, interfere with that, or manipulate that, then you and I, we can be cool. Right. You know? Um, and uh, and then I'm a strict constitutionalist. I read the Constitution, and I think, well, you know, there's only a few things that 
that the Constitution says the federal government should really do. Mm-hmm. You know, so people go, man, aren't you bothered by the government shutdown? N- no, not not really. I mean, I think some of the departments shouldn't be shut down, but that's just my opinion. Right. But, you know, when re- re- you really look at the Constitution, you know, that they're supposed to provide for these certain things, and right. and that's that. And right. uh, anything above and beyond that, if it doesn't get funded or can't fit in the budget, then they cut it out or cut it back. You know, the other thing is— I know that we just saw a real-world example of this in New Jersey earlier this year where yeah. the state and the lawmakers there retroactively make either a, a type of ammunition or a type of firearm illegal. And then they then they go and say, okay, everybody who has this gun, now you have to turn it in because possessing it's a felony. Right. And nobody turns them in. And yeah. so now they've gone and they've made— Average felons Joe. Average Joe. Out of millions of their citizens. Yep. And that's that exact situation happened in New Jersey. Yeah. They had the, they had all these different places set up for you to come in and turn in your guns, and literally not a single person turned, it in. turned them in. And yeah. so they took all these law-abiding, gun-owning citizens and have technically made felons out of every single one of them. Absolutely. Which is a, a, another thing that— they don't seem to take into account when they pass these laws. Right. So, and they did it with bump stocks too. Yeah. You know, so um, the government can, can literally sweep in at any moment and say, oh, well, you know, you've had that diesel pickup truck, but now you can't because we've made, right. there's too many emissions and you right. can't, you can't possess that. So turn it in. So turn it in. And right. we're not going to properly compensate you either. Right. No, just, you're expected to just hand it over. Yeah. Which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so if you bought I, a, a nice, you know, spent a bunch of money on a nice gun, and now you're supposed to just hand it over, turn it over, what are you no out of your compens- mind? Yeah, you know, and, and, and the compensation isn't even, in my mind, you shouldn't even be turning it in, right, right, right. Um, and that's in my mind, but you know, but it's insane that they I think could that's just, in most people's minds. They could just take it and just you know, you know, screw you. Yeah, you're out. Not only are you out the the money, you're out, or not only are you out the the item, gun, yeah. the item, but you're also out the money that. You and I think if you really had to give them face value for it, you know, yeah. like that five thousand dollar gun. Yeah, they could never do it. They could never do it because no, they just couldn't be, afford it. There'd, there'd be too many of them. They couldn't right. afford it. Yeah. All right, we got to take a break, but don't go anywhere. When we get back, we will talk to Alex Salzman. She's going to join us on the phone. She is with the Missouri Firearms Coalition. Uh, We'll get her thoughts on some of these stories. Uh, We'll get an update on some of these red flag laws that have been proposed, bills that have been proposed right here in Missouri and are could be going through the legislation this year in Jefferson City. Yeah. We'll get an update on some of that. And uh, hopefully we'll get a stupid gun law, too, from Alex. And I I got a news story that tells you where the guns come from. They're used in crimes. Oh, I like it. All right. Yeah. Well, don't go anywhere. We'll hear all that next on Second Amendment Radio, FM News Talk 97.1. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio, FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo and Aaron Tarlow in studio and joining us on the phone, as I mentioned earlier, our friend Alex Salzman. She is with the Missouri Firearms Coalition. Been on the show uh, many, many times, and it's great to talk with you again. Alex, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you bet. So we have just been talking about some of these stories on the national level, different uh, bipartisan, which is always shocking to me, uh, bipartisan bills that are being advanced trying to 
get people's. This one that we're talking about is is focused on handguns and uh, ammunition of handguns. And we have talked with you many times about the there's efforts here in the state of Missouri, which you again that bipartisan word. You'd think that you we would be pretty safe. And a state that has a Republican supermajority, but unfortunately, that's that's not always the case. Scary. And we know that red flag laws have been filed this year, 2019, in Jeff City. And uh, just wanted to uh, start with an, an update. And I know your your organization is pretty much the organization on the front line uh, combating these things in Jefferson City and trying to make sure that these laws don't pass. What's the latest what's, with what's happening here in in the state of Missouri? Sure. So sessions started on January 9th. Um, and for those of your listeners who may not know, these the red flag laws that we're talking about sometimes are called extreme risk protection orders. They allow courts to confiscate people's guns merely on the basis of reasonable grounds for believing that a person is a danger to himself or others. Uh, they usually don't spell out the exacting criteria to meet these thresholds. Uh, your, your firearms are taken before you ever even step into a courtroom. Uh, first time you ever even know about any of this is when officers are at your front door looking to confiscate your firearms. These laws are not only flying through legislatures all over the country, they're also here in Missouri this year. So we've had a handful of red flag laws already proposed in Missouri. Um, session started on the 9th. All of the gun bills so far, none of them have moved. So they're ignoring the good gun bills. They're ignoring the bad gun bills. They're not, um, they're not registering yet. We do think that most of the gun bills are all going to be heard and moved together. So you'll hear good gun bills and the bad gun bills um, in the hearings in Jefferson City. We're thinking that'll probably be mid-February, uh, but we will let you guys know as soon as we know which committee it goes to, uh, the good ones and the bad ones. Mm-hmm. We will be there testifying um, for and against both. You don't have to give a, a specific bill, but... What is included in what you would call a good gun bill? What are the things that you're looking for that that you want to see advanced? Well, right now we've got a bill, HB 258 in the House and SB 121 in the Senate. We're trying to end gun-free zones. Hmm. So the majority of mass shootings, uh, these mass public tragedies happen in gun-free zones. These are areas that law-abiding citizens are forced to disarm before they enter. So places like government buildings, polling places, hospitals, um, churches, churches, yes. Um, These are the ones, there's a bill going through the House right now that we're working very closely with the sponsors on, um, the House and Senate, to strip these or repeal these gun-free zones out of the Missouri state statutes. There's a bunch of different kinds of gun-free zones. We can't do anything about federal gun-free zones, but we can do something about the state gun-free zones, um, and that's what we're working on. So we've got that going through. There isn't a lot of pro-gun legislation um, to be done in Missouri. We're a pretty sound state. Most of the time we're just on defense trying to make sure Mm -hmm. that these um, red flag laws, these um, background check bills, there's a bunch of the negative anti-gun bills that are getting proposed. So we're really watching those and and making sure we're going to try to smash those down before they get out of committee. Yeah, I'm glad that you reset the table there because sometimes, because we talk about red flag laws a lot on this show, and it's easy to forget that somebody very well could be tuning in for the first time, and or many people 
just happened to not hear one of the segments that we were talking about red flag laws. And it's important to know that this is a situation like you just spelled out where if somebody who just doesn't like you or is mad at you for some reason decides that they want to mess with you and they file a a complaint and say, you, you know, Aaron Tarlow owns a bunch of guns and I think he's a danger to himself or to others. I don't have to prove anything else. I, I can just file that complaint, and the police are showing up at Aaron's door to take his guns, and then it's his time and his resources to prove it's it's guilty before it's it's guilt it's before innocence. guilt before innocence, and now his guns are gone, and he's got to fight to get them back. That is crazy. Absolutely. Instead of being innocent until proven guilty, it's the exact opposite. Yes, you're guilty until you can prove yourself innocent. And you're right. All it takes is for someone to file a bogus complaint against you. It could be your liberal neighbor that doesn't like your pro-gun bumper sticker. It could be a vindictive ex-spouse. We all know people that have gone through nasty custody disputes, um, divorce, uh, divorces that get real shady. Um, and once your guns are seized, you will have to spend weeks and thousands of dollars in attorney's fees trying to prove your innocence. I was it's thinking like bad. months to years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's definitely not going to be a short process. And Especially, if there's like some judge that doesn't like you for some reason, your goose could be cooked. Right. Yeah. And and on top of that, you know, really once this starts rolling and they get all this backlog uh, in, um, you know, it, it literally could be years. And we we discussed how, you know, they're not going to take these guns and just, you know, put them in their cases or their sleeves to protect the finishes um, and I have, you know, questions on how they're really storing them. Cause you know, I put them in my, I put my firearms in my gun safe and I put, uh, rust inhibiting grease, uh, on my rig rag and wipe them down. So they're protected from, from rust. And then I throw a desiccant pack in there to absorb, uh, absorb all the moisture. You You're know? saying they're not going to take that good a care of them. I don't think they're going to take that good a care of them. <laughs> you know, I, there's, there's two no. things that, that threaten your guns and that's politicians and rust. And I'm, I'm, I am. Addressing one of the issues. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Trying yeah, to address well, there's, two. There's no way to know. It's not like there's a policy or procedure in place for the the storing of the firearms. You know, there's a there's a way that you can petition the government to prove your innocence and prove you're allowed to have your firearms. And then once they register all those firearms, they may give them back to you. But while they're in the possession, we don't know at all how they're going to be treated. They could be at yeah. all scratched up. They're probably just thrown in a big box in the back in the storage room. No kidding. Yeah. And so, some places have had to go out and buy additional storage space. Right. So now I question, um, you know, the security of it. Like if they know that they're just going down to the old, you know, self-store, right. throwing it in a locker, right. you know, that's, you know, it's not great. That's so, not Alex, good. how can people... Learn more about these red flag laws or other bad gun laws, as you said, and how can they help you and your organization, the Missouri Firearms Coalition, prevent these bills from being passed in the state of Missouri? Well, you can do some more research, find out more. You can go to MissouriFirearmsCoalition.org. You can look at all of the legislation that we've got going through Missouri. Um, There's some national news. There's a the background check bill that Pelosi's pushing through, the other national stuff that you guys were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. all that information is there. You can sign the petition to stand with us against the red flag zone or the red flag orders. 
Uh, we're going to take those when we go and testify against that bill uh, later on in the year. If you can't come to Jefferson City and testify, sign that petition. I'll take it with me. You can also sign one for the um, gun-free zone, st- saying that you stand with us and we're going to repeal those and that uh, you support that effort. Uh, and then you can also find us on Facebook. We do a lot of live streaming. We do a lot of video updates. Um, you can find us Missouri Firearms Coalition on Facebook. And then, as always, if you guys have some extra cash, if you can throw in, we're not funded by Michael Bloomberg. Hmm. I know that the Moms Demand Action is rallying for a real big anti-gun, gun-grabber day at the Capitol in February. So we're going to be trying to do um, a, counteractive, a counteractive measure, get some good um, pro-Second Amendment people up there to counteract that and so every little bit helps yeah a little bit of a donation and sign those petitions that really does go a long way it's the least you can do again you can do all that at missouri firearms org. alex we only have a couple minutes left so i want to i want to get to the stupid gun law what do you got for us today yes so <laughs> this is an oldie but goodie and i'm bringing it up because the the senator that filed this bill is now the minority leader in florida so oh, this is this is coming from leadership. And this was a bill that would require anger management classes for ammo purchases. So the <laughs> bill basically basically that in addition to a 3-day waiting period before you can buy a firearm, it also had a 3-day waiting period for a purchase of ammunition unless they have completed a 2-hour anger management training. In addition, the anger management certification would have had to have been renewed every 10 years. So if you were to sell wow. ammunition to another person uh, that hasn't presented this um, certification, uh, it was going to end up being a misdemeanor. And if you, if you were a repeat offender, the charge went up to a first-degree misdemeanor. And they were saying it's not about guns. This is about ammunition. It's the only way to keep our general community safe. Um, but, yeah, anger management classes for ammunition that is of the day that's a good one that's a very good one (laughs) alex salzman from the missouri firearms coalition again uh follow missouri firearms coalition on facebook and uh, go to their website missouri firearms coalitions.org thank you so much alex for your time today we'll talk to you again real soon Thanks a lot. Anytime. You bet. All right. And that is going to do it for another edition of Second Amendment Radio for Chad Ellis, the great producer who has returned. My partner, Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. I am Tony Colombo. Thanks so much for listening. We will see you right back here next Saturday for another edition of Second Amendment Radio on FM News Talk 97.1. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.